0: Today, I'm excited to be continuing the conversation on leadership, and I'm thrilled to introduce to you Leslie Shreve. Leslie is a workload management and productivity expert and the founder and CEO of Productive Day. Leslie is also the creator of Taskology, the science of getting things done, a unique, proprietary, and all encompassing system for workload management and productivity that includes the management of tasks, time, email information and more i can tell you that i spoke to leslie earlier and when she told me she had no mail in her email inbox i immediately wanted to fall on my knees and worship her for more than 13 years leslie worked in corporate office environments before establishing productive day in 2003 since then, Leslie has taught hundreds of C-level leaders and professionals from more than 30 different industries how to increase efficiency and productivity by up to 300% in as little as four weeks, gain one to two hours back in their work day every day, reduce stress by up to 90%, and make more meaningful progress on the projects that matter the most. Clients previously frustrated or overwhelmed with too much to do, too many emails, and not enough time now claim to have a secret, a new system they can use to take charge of their workday and get more accomplished in less time with less stress. Those who learn taskology say it's the easiest and most effective system they've ever used, calling it a game changer, a lifesaver, and the difference maker. Leslie has been interviewed on TV and radio, and her advice has been featured or quoted in Fast Company, Huffington Post, Globe and Mail, and Business Management Daily, as well as in several books. Leslie also published her first book in 2016 called Taskology, How to Unleash the Power of Your Most Productive Workday. Thank you so much, Leslie, for agreeing to be our guest today to discuss your productivity tips.
1: Thank you so much, Kim, for inviting me to speak today. It's a pleasure to be here. It really is. Thank
0: you. Well, it's truly a pleasure and honor to have you. So I'm excited to get started because I think you have a lot to share with us. Let's start with what should leaders know about how their people are working and what happens when their workday isn't working?
1: Yes. When the workday isn't working, I think both professionals and their leaders need to realize that the cost of that is more than just losing time or losing maybe a little progress on a project. It can really hit the bottom line. It can actually hold back an entire team or an entire department or an initiative that the company is working on. So in particular, what leaders really need to understand is that they shouldn't make an assumption that everybody knows how to work efficiently, effectively, and productively. I think a lot of leaders I've spoken to in the past go one way or the other. Some will say, I'm really interested in helping my people be more efficient because maybe that leader understands the struggles and the challenges. They might even be struggling themselves, which again, they're my clientele anyway. So a lot of them do understand, I'm great at what I do. I have my expertise, my education, my experience, my talent, my background. But the second half of the day is workload management. If they recognize that as something that's holding them back, then it's easier for them to understand. It can be holding my people back, too. But then there's the other section of leaders who say they might think they have it dialed. Now, I have talked to a lot of them who totally think they have it dialed and they really don't. But for whatever reason, whatever they figured out, it works for them. So there's no telling them that there's a better way. So we back off of that and they say, oh, I just leave that to my employees. I let my people figure that out. So they figured it out. They're thinking everybody else should be able to figure it out on their own. But that is a faulty mistake and one that is very costly to a company because what ends up happening is that employees have turned it into a hobby. to look for time management tips, for email hacks, for productivity shortcuts, you name it. But tips, tricks, hacks, and shortcuts are not the way to go. An app is never going to save you from your entire challenge of workload management. Because an app is really going to serve a small portion of your workday. It might be just for time or just for to-dos or just for email. But unless you have a whole system that encompasses everything in your workload management, you're really just putting a band-aid on that sinking raft, if you will. that's what I want leaders to know. It's a much bigger picture. It really is an essential set of skills that people need because when they see that the bottom line is getting hit and not in a good way, might be going down when it's supposed to be going up, they're thinking skills. And okay, so what do we do? Uh, Better selling skills. Let's get some sales training, better this kind of skills, or let's help that person with their area of expertise. But no, we got to talk about workload management, because no matter what you do for your living, for your job, for your business, whatever it is, you have to be able to make sure you're working efficiently and effectively and productively. And no matter what you do, everybody's got the same challenges on that because everybody has email. They have no time. They have too much to do. And if they're not able to fix that, no other kind of sales skills or customer service skills or whatever else you want to give them is not going to help. As a matter of fact, it's going to actually chip away at what you've already invested in your people. They might be selling rock stars in as much as they can sell, but if they can't hold it together behind the scenes, now they're not selling as much. They're not able to talk to as many clients, have the bandwidth to talk to as many prospects. It just kind of snowballs from there.
0: You're totally speaking my language here, Leslie. I'm sure that I could benefit from your program. Another thing I want to mention is that I really love that you call it workload management because in years gone by, people always talked about time management. And I always thought, what a crazy notion that you can manage time. Time marches on, tick tock, tick tock. But That's what right. do we get? Yeah, what do we get to manage? We get to manage our priorities, is what I call it priority management. Workload management, I imagine, is probably very similar. I'm thrilled to hear you say that.
1: It is. You can only manage the tasks in the time that you're given each day. And of course, everybody has a limited amount of that. So it's not that we're necessarily managing time. We'll come back to that because that is actually one of the myths out there
0: that is floating around. Okay, we are going to talk about myths. Most professionals, especially leaders and high level executives, aren't feeling mentally free at work these days. I love that mentally free phrase because, you know, I'm working on a book called Mental Freedom. So I love that that, in this question, what's the most important step they can take to start freeing up their mind at work? Unfortunately, people are so burdened
1: and so challenged right now with all of the stuff they're trying to keep in their head. Yes, they might have a to-do list on their legal pad, their steno pad, their notebook, their planner. Maybe they have a whiteboard, an Excel spreadsheet. I mean, you name it, people have got it all in motion, including the Post-it notes. But if they don't have something physical that they're actually writing on, they're trying to keep it all in their head. In addition to that, they're not mentally free because they have a lot of worries, a lot of concerns about what is being missed, lost, or forgotten. And in order for people to get their anxiety back down, get their stress back down, and do away with those worries, they need to use a system for workload management that encompasses how they're managing their tasks and projects, but also everything else. I include email in this, of course, because email is the biggest thorn in everybody's side. It's funny because when we think about the sources of tasks in the workday, there's more than 10. And email is just one of them. But there's also phone calls, texts, social media, You've got meetings, hallway conversations. You've got the papers and files on your desk as reminders of things to do. It's coming at you from all sides. When you think about what people are trying to do, they're actually trying to visit all of those sources in their day, because we all have to, to try to remember what's the most important task sitting at that source. You know, what's that email that I flagged? What's that voicemail that I got that I need to return that call? Is there something on my desk that is really burning hot right now? And what's the most important thing I wrote in my planner? And then they try to actually prioritize that all in their head because they really don't have everything in the planner. They don't have everything on that legal pad. These are all partial standalone to-do lists. And even a task app on your phone is going to be the same thing. Not everybody's tapping in everything that's going on. They're going to type in and make it sort of like a digital legal pad. The issue becomes, okay. so now we're checking all these sources, but they're not pulling away all the tasks and getting them into a system, almost like a complete inventory of everything that's on your plate. And that's where Productive Day comes in, because I do teach a methodology that allows you to get all those tasks away from their sources and into a system. And I'm not talking about software here. This is a methodology for the technology. So it's not like you have to run out and buy any software, but it's a way of thinking and executing and really keeping track and managing tasks so that you don't have to keep checking all those sources as often as people are right now. Do you have to check them? Of course, but you have to pull the task away from that source and then compare and contrast it with all of the other tasks on your plate. And it's until you get them all in that one inventory, you know, what I call mission control, then you're kind of flying blind. You're making decisions on a little bit of task blindness because they're not all in your awareness. That's what's tying up people's minds is that they're not only mentally free because they really don't have it all in their awareness, but they're also now worried because they know that now it's, well, what have I missed? What have I lost? What have I forgotten? They really need to get it into a system. And I mean everything. And I think that's where the challenge is because who would do that on a legal pad, right? That would be silly even to try, but you can do it in a digital manner. I just wouldn't do it in something like a digital task app on your phone. It really needs to be something on your computer. And don't get me started with things like Trello and Asana and OneNote, and I could go on and on and on because they all have their own challenges. And so the platform that I really, really love the most is Microsoft Outlook. And that's because most corporations are using that. Some, yes, have switched over to Google. And if that's the case, I'm out. But Microsoft Outlook really does provide the platform that has all the components communicating and connecting tasks, email, contacts, calendar notes. And that's all you need. The problem that people find with that or the challenge or the disappointment, I should say, is that it's not one of these sexy little apps. It's not that bright, shiny, fun thing with all the colors and all the bells and all the whistles and all the cool things you can do. No, but it'll help you get your work done. It actually is a, is a lot simpler than people are making it. They're making it way too complex and they're trying to make it fun, but it's not all about that. If you want real results, we really need to boil it down and simplify it. It's the simplicity that make it so that people are like, well, okay, that's pretty plain Jane, but it gets the job done.
0: <laughs> I love that you're talking about having everything in one place because I cannot tell you how many times I communicate with people all around the world. Some people email me. Some people WhatsApp me, some people DM me from Instagram, some from LinkedIn, some from Facebook. And I'll remember, <laughs> I have this thing that I have to get back to from so-and-so. Now, where is that message? And I spend more time trying to find that stupid message in the myriad of places that it could be. Yes. Oh,
1: gosh. Yeah, trying to track them all down and make sure that you've captured them and gathered them and put them in a place where you can actually effectively compare them. That's the name of the game.
0: Yeah, you really are speaking my language. I don't even want to tell you some of the other thoughts that went through my mind. If I wanted this to be a confessional, I could tell you many things (laughs) that I'm guilty of. Now, the next question also really resonates with me because you have one of my favorite words in this question, and it's choices. You know that my podcast is called Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. Our day goes based on the choices that we make. So the question is, leaders who want to be more productive themselves and would like to help their team be more productive, too, are faced with a lot of choices these days. What can you share that will help them navigate the crowded landscape of options?
1: I touched on this a minute ago when I talked about things like Asana and Trello and whatnot. Those are some of the more personal productivity tools that I think people are attracted to because they are out there and they look really fun and they are project management tools. Leaders in corporate are faced with a lot of project management tools, and certainly there's Microsoft Teams, and there's all these other ones that actually are more customized for certain industries and certain purposes. The difference is that when you're not really necessarily looking for a project management tool, you just want your people to be individually more productive. Really, it's as simple as something like Microsoft Outlook with a methodology, because they could invest in something really fancy, like a project management tool and give it to their people. But unless you really want them to have a team communication, or you're looking for timelines, or you're looking for generating reports, that could be overkill. There are a lot of companies out there who are trying to get a team to work together. It could be in construction or contracting or other industries like that, where that can make sense. But if it's really about individual productivity, you don't really need all of that. One of the challenges is trying to figure out, okay, so we, and it's almost like a CRM too, right? A lot of companies, I hear them saying, and I'm sure you've heard it too, they buy their CRM and then they never use it because it could be Salesforce. It could be, oh my God, I can't remember all the names of them right now, but I get a lot of complaints when I talk to my clients on the phone. They're like, yeah, I've got a CRM, but I really don't use it, but they want us to. It's no different with project management software. If you're going to give it to your people, you really need to make sure they understand how to use it. Now, unfortunately, a lot of times that comes from the manufacturer of the software. Just like with Microsoft Outlook, sure, if you get a Microsoft Outlook certified person, they're going to show you everything that Microsoft can do. But this is not about what it can do. It's about how to use it for you. It's about the methodology of how you need to think in order to be more efficient with managing tasks or managing email. It's not about, oh, we can categorize it or we can put it here. We can turn it that color. No, that's a completely different thing. That's overcomplicating it and making it so that you're getting stuck with the bells and whistles. And now you're taking too much time away from actually getting the work done. The methodology can be a lot simpler. And I think so if they're faced with a lot of choices, like going with something as a project management tool or some other team's management kind of thing, just make sure that you're not overcomplicating it. That if it's really just individual productivity that you're looking for, it could be a heck of a lot simpler than maybe what you see out there, because there are a lot of really attractive choices and it can be overwhelming. But again, if you're going for reporting and timelines, yep, you need a project management tool because individual productivity tools aren't necessarily going to do that.
0: Right. You've mentioned, of course, Microsoft Outlook a few times, but what about the people who are listening that are attached to Google? Does Google have similar options? Can you translate what you do from Microsoft to Google? I really can't. And the reason
1: for that is because Google doesn't provide a true task list. When I look at other people's computers, like I might be visiting with someone who I'm networking with, or it could be a friend of mine and they have Google and they're showing me that they've got a place for notes. A lot of these people are using notes and they're just putting in tasks and it could be like a digital post-it note. Some people use OneNote, and that's another type of thing that's like OneNote, where they're literally just taking a digital approach to documenting tasks and to-dos. That's no different than a legal pad. The issue becomes, and this really kind of drills down a little bit more with how to create a task, but it's kind of elementary, it sounds like. A lot of people don't know how to create a task. In my system, there are five different characteristics that make a task a task. When people are using a legal pad or a digital app, really they're making big stuff, little stuff, projects, tasks, to-dos, reminders, like it's all over the place. A lot of times that will cause, most times, hesitation or procrastination because they're looking at it, but it's not actionable. They're looking at that and they're going, okay, that sounds pretty big. Let's see, where would I start? How do I begin? It's not a teeny tiny action step that can throw you into action. It's not designed yet to put you into action. Besides the fact that Google doesn't provide a true task list, that's the first problem. But the second problem is the way that everything might connect in Google. Whereas in Outlook, you can click and drag things pretty much anywhere. There's a method to all of that as well. Microsoft makes it easier. I'm not a huge fan of Google. Some of the folks who use Google are very much entrenched in the idea of, oh, I'll leave all the emails in my inbox. I'll just search for them. That's more of a mental roadblock, not a Google roadblock, because people still do that with Microsoft too. But no matter what system you use, if you're used to searching, that's actually holding you back and wasting a lot of time in the workday. I just find that folks who do have Google, that is kind of their mentality because they're starring things and they're categorizing and labeling and all that stuff. And if they're really excited about that, they're not ready for taskology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I hear that. Thank you for that. hmm You had mentioned early on that we were going to talk about myths. I know that there's some myths being perpetuated that hold people back when it comes to workday productivity. Can you share some of those myths and how to bust them?
1: Yes. One of the first ones is one that we touched on earlier about time management and how it's kind of an old beaten dead horse. You know, that phrase is like so old, it's as old as dirt. And people, when they feel like their day is spitting out of control and they feel like they want to sort of get it together, they say either I need time management help or I need to get organized. Both of those are not going to serve you. Those are not the end all be all of what you're really looking for. Yes, it sounds good. And yes, everybody loves to be organized and everybody likes to have a handle on time. It's much bigger than that. What it's really all about is bigger than that. So when it comes to time management, one of the myths is that it's all about managing time, but that's actually not true. If you want more time in your day and you want to gain that time back that I give to my clients, it's really all about how well you manage everything else in your workday. And that includes tasks, email, and information. If you're not managing tasks well, and we talked a little bit about that, about how planning and prioritizing can be all over the place, then time is being sucked out of your day. If you are not managing information well, that means that you are looking for things you know you have, but just can't find. That is stealing time from your day. And if you are not managing email well and you are flagging or you are marking emails as unread so they stay bold in the inbox or you print emails and pepper your desk with them or you send emails to yourself again so now they're at the top of the inbox. If you do any or all of those, that means that you are rereading emails you've already seen but couldn't do anything with. And that is taking time out of your day, too, because you're not just looking at them twice. You're looking at them three times four times, and five times before you ever do anything with them. Tasks, email, and information are the three areas where time is just leaking out of the workday, but people don't know it. So that's the first myth. It's not about time management. It's not about getting organized. What it's about is efficiency and effectiveness and productivity. And you're going to be looking for time in a lot of other places, not just your calendar, because that is one place, yes, but that's not the end-all be-all. Another myth out there is that, for instance, we talked about apps before, that if you go get an email app, that some kind of app is going to save you or some kind of software. Now, I could name a few, but I won't. There's some that actually just let you hurl the email out there again into cyberspace. And you're like, yep, tell me again in 10 days. That's pretty much a disaster because it's going to come back at you in 10 days. But how do you know that's the right time? And by the way, it's going to interrupt you. It's going to break your focus. It's going to perforate your time. And it might be a horrible time. And you might have to hurl it back out there again. That is no different than putting something to sleep, giving it the snooze button. If anybody ever snoozes something, and a lot of people do put tasks on the calendar, which we do not do in Taskology, one of the reasons, but not the main reason, but it's going to pop up at the most inopportune time. And you're going to end up snoozing it again. So are we really planning and prioritizing? I don't think so. When it comes to email, if you just keep hurling them out into cyberspace until it come back another day, you don't have full awareness of all your other tasks. That's like a shot in the dark. It's a myth that an app is going to save you. That that bright shiny object, that little piece of software, is going to save you. No, it's not the technology that's going to save you. It's the methodology. It's how you're working it. I'm not going to say that the actual technology can't work, but if you don't know how to work it or what you're really going for, it's going to fail you every time. So that's another myth. Same with the task app, and that's the third one, but we already talked about it a little bit, that a task app is no better than a digital legal pad. It's the same thing. And if you are just planning by just writing a long list, and it's a mix of projects and tasks and reminders, there's no real plan. And the one major feature that's missing from that is an action date. So in a task app on your phone, let's say, you're going to have due dates, D-U-E, but in our system, it's all about taking action. It's a due date, D-O. It's a due date. When are you going to do that? And so it's about taking action. That's not something you're going to see in any system because they all say due date DUE. That's not really going to help you drive progress. So on your phone, it's just kind of a reminder like, yeah, that's due. No matter how they're using it at some point or another, it's going to pop up on the day it's due. And then the jig is up. It's too late. It's a myth that you can use a task app and have that be better. Because again, it's about the methodology. You can't just lump it all together in one long list. Even if you've spread them out, almost like in a planner, you've got certain things written on certain days, but it's not all inclusive, especially for paper. Paper is a tool, not a system. When you do it in a digital app on your phone, it still is a tool. It's a standalone to-do list. It is not all encompassing. And that is the biggest downfall. That's where people still have gaps in their task management plan. Those are the three biggest myths that I hear people talk about all the time.
0: I can certainly relate to at least one of them. I know our audience isn't looking at us right now, but you might have seen me squirming in my chair on the first (laughs) one that you shared. A little close to home for me. We're really coming to the end of our time. And so I just want to give you the opportunity if there's anything you'd like to add that we haven't already talked about.
1: No, we've covered a lot of things. I could talk for hours about this because when we drill down into things like task management specifically or time management or email management or what have you, there's so much more to know about how to manage these items in your day and how it all ties together. If I had to pick a fourth myth, your workday is really all encompassing and real productivity is going to come from managing all of those better. You can't just do it piecemeal and throw a Band-Aid on something and think that you've got it all taken care of. One of the things that we offer on the Productive Day website is a quiz about what's your biggest productivity blind spot, because people are thinking in terms of, well, I'm just having trouble with email, or I'm just having trouble with time, or I'm having trouble keeping track of things to do. Taking this quiz, what you'll learn is that it's bigger than that. It's more all-encompassing because they're all connected. By the way, email management is just task management in disguise. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Everything that comes in email is either a to do or it's information. So it's also information management in disguise. When you take the quiz, it'll help you shine a light on not only what's really the biggest productivity blind spot you might have, but you'll also learn that there's other connected opportunities to make improvements and changes so that collectively it all improves because then it's all about getting things done faster and easier getting things accomplished in less time with less stress. So where you feel there might be one challenge, there might be a few more, but you'll learn what to do about that. Not to be depressing, like, oh no, it's more challenging than that even. No, is shining a light to let you know, not only is there something we can do about that one spot, you also want to tie it together with everything and improve it all because then you're going to have a totally productive work day
0: which is what we all want. I can't imagine anyone would say, no, I'm too productive. I need to lessen my productivity. No, you're (laughs) providing an excellent service for people. So if anyone listening to this call wants to get a hold of you, reach out, maybe they have other questions, or maybe they want to take your program, how can they reach you?
1: They can reach me at my email address, which is leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E, at ProductiveDay.com. And I welcome everyone to check out the website, there's a lot there that you can benefit from. So we offer quite a few things that can get you started and you can start learning what the possibilities are for your work day.
0: Excellent. I really appreciate you joining us today, Leslie, to talk about productivity and leadership. I know what you shared will help me personally, and I'm sure your information will help many others as well.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me to be on the call today. It was fun. Thank you.
0: My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and remember to leave a review and share with your connections on social media. I also hope you'll join me next week when I'll be concluding the leadership topic with Patrick Jinx of The Jinx Perspective. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at lifeequalschoices.com or listen wherever you download your podcast. And don't forget, remember to subscribe.